Hello, I'm Dr. Amalia Gondas Malka. Welcome to Womanity Woman in Unity, the show that celebrates women's milestone achievements in their struggle for liberation, self emancipation, human rights, democracy, and much more. Joining us today is Ms. Ayanda Mafuleka, who is the CEO of FACET, the Finance and Accounting Services Sector Education and Training Authority, who has also partnered with the International Women's Forum South Africa to deliver the Women in Leadership Program or Women Legacy Program. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Amaleya. Um, thank you for the warm welcome and the gracious uh, in- introduction as well. And welcome to all the listeners. Ms. Mafuleka, it's a, it's a real privilege to have you on the show today and talking about uh, several passion points, women, obviously, and also financial empowerment. For the benefit of our listeners, I'll just uh, recap that the International Women's Forum was launched in New York in 1974 when the first generation of women leaders were breaking the glass ceiling in professional sectors. And part of the challenge is that the founders lacked access to the old boys club. So the new women's network was born to provide professional and personal support to aid each other's success and inspire women who follow. And I think that that is such a significant element of developing female networks. We have a South African chapter of the International Women's Forum, and in that it connects women leaders across every professional sector to support one another via a common mission of advancing women's leadership and champion equality worldwide. As I mentioned, professional networking is an important factor for development, especially careers. But it seems to be an area of weakness for some women. Based on your experiences, how can women become more effective at building and nurturing their professional networks? Um, That's a very uh, valid question and an an important one. just from a, a personal perspective, confidence, it is very important, uh, you know, to, to, to assist you um, in building and nurturing networks. I am saying this from a personal perspective because it's something that I've struggled with, uh, you know, to, to build networks. So having the confidence in your own capabilities and an understanding of what you hope for your professional networking to achieve for you. It is very important and it goes a long way. I, I like to steal from the words of um, uh, Irene Shanley, who says, uh, likes to coin this term, that your network is your net worth. So um, really, um, from from my perspective, I, I would really uh, uh, say, before you can go out there, have that confidence. And before attending a network event, for example, make sure that you have built certain points of reference who and what and why and who 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 will be speaking there so so that you are able uh, you know to to speak to credible people in your sector uh, you know to build uh, those uh, relationships that will add value also to your career as well so it is important uh, you know to invest in networking and i think with what you're saying in terms of the adding value it's not only about extracting value from the network but it's also about you contributing to the network with your own value. 
Can you tell us about some of the benefits or opportunities that you've been exposed to from your involvement with professional associations? And and let's take the South African Institute of Chartered Accounting as one example. Well, um, um, as a member of uh, SICA, which is the South African Institute of of, of Chartered Accountant, um, the professional bodies, uh, not only SICA, uh, have a multitude of programs that enhance one's understanding of their profession. Uh, they also give that competitive advantage and competitive edge towards your career. Uh, I'll make an, an example. I mean, n- not long, long ago, Saika has attained, once again, a position one in the world. So so that, that means that the, the chartered accountants from South Africa, they are going to be in, in demand and, and they are attractive throughout the, the, the world. So, so that is through the work of the professional bodies and the commitment to ensure that though our professional designations have a competitive edge. So um, having gone through the SICA and obtaining my CA, uh, the various roles that I've occupied as well were, were guided by the modules that I co- co- completed when I, um, I was, you know, um, in the journey to, 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 uh, to qualify as a CA. And let me be honest, the fact that we've got less than 10% of black female CAs in the country. So a person like me with this professional designation makes me to be in high, high demand. And I've been really been privileged uh, to utilize this professional de- 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 designation to put me where I am as well. So, so I will say um, from a professionalism and discipline perspective, you know, professional de- 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 designation, they really, uh, you know, give that edge. And also the, the soft skills that you gain through professional body programs also assist. You know, as a CA, we, we, we go through, a, you know, soft skills training, like presentations, how to pitch on your strategy. So it, it, it's not only the, the, the psyche and all other professional bodies, um, you know, so that is why I would always encourage a young professionals to, to acquire and obtain professional designations. Continuing with this view of attaining professional designations, you're currently the CEO of the Finance and Accounting Services Sector Education and Training Authority. Briefly, tell us about some of the goals of of FACET. FACET actually um, works and, and collaborates with various professional bodies in our sector and we're funding and we're investing in their various programs. Now, one of uh, the core goals, uh, you know, of, of, of FACET, our mission, uh, FACET mission, is embedded on increasing the flow of new entrants into the FACET sector. I have alluded earlier to, to the fact that we've got few Black chartered accountants in, in the country, and we, we, we need to come up with programs that will facilitate and, and make sure that that gap is, you know, closed. Our approach is a pipeline approach. So we, we, we start even from at a high school level where, you know, the grade eights must, must, um, uh, choose maths as a subject that will get them into, you know, the, the careers in the financial services sector. Having said that, once they are, they've entered, you know, in the um, uh, you know sector, we, we we make sure that we develop and grow the the, the, the skills. 
And not, not only that, uh, one of the goals as well is to facilitate the transformation in the sector. So how then do we do that? I will probably go to town on the, 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 the transformative programs, such as the one that uh, we have partnered and collaborated with International Women of South Africa in, in partnership with Chuk to address the clearing uh, agenda inequality in, in our sector. So the mission really um, uh, strive in bridging the skills gap and response to skills scarcity as well. And the values that underpin the work of facet are valuing the people. We want to make the difference and we also make a long-lasting legacy. Hence, we, you know, we, we have um, been implementing legacy programs. We want to implement them also with the with the excellence and the professionalism as best that we, we, we can. So we want to, you know, to respond to those scarce skills that are needed by the sector and the country and produce world-class skills where they could, I mean, these skills will also have a, a global competitive edge. They could even, you know, be be exported, you know, to the global stage. Obviously, we are, we are not encouraging the brain drain, but we are not only uh, training for only South, South Africa. When we think about financial literacy, it really is a key aspect of personal development. And you've mentioned that we've got several gaps, especially on a gender perspective. Thinking about mm-hmm. the work that you do, how do you address the gender gap? Is it a case of uh, introducing quotas or how do we get more women into the sector? Well, um, our work that we do at, at FACET, it's also informed by the stats um, and, and, and that we get through intensive research of the, the sector. Uh, we have the, the, the structured process that we engage on a regular basis and frequent basis with our stakeholders where we find out from, from the sector their needs. And then from there, we will then, uh, you know, uh, curate programs that will um, seek to uh, address those needs, uh, you know, that the, the, the sector wants. Um, our programs really, they are designed in such a way that they cover various elements that affect women in the, the, the sector. And youth, by the, by the way, because our main focus is the youth. So this will include work-life balance, uh, career development, gender-based violence, professional networking, and leadership skills, among many others that we have. Um, but as we address the skills development, we will make sure that we also incorporate the social impact and the economical impact into this program. I have spoken about something that is also close to my heart, the gender-based uh, you know, challenges that we have in the country. Actually, the gender-based violence is uh, it, it is one of the pandemic that we are dealing with. And our beneficiaries being women, you know, we we, we don't only harness their, their skills, we also em- empower them. A case in point, we have the program that we have re- recently funded in collaboration with the Krasha Marshall Trust, uh, uh, which is aimed at ent- entrepreneurs who are women, women-led SMMEs. The program is called Women Creating Wealth Program. 
and 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 this program seeks to to address the the economical exclusions of women and its ripple effect to that if we have women that are financial stable that are economic participants they are going to be able to be in, independent because we know some of the you know causes of uh, you know the the, the issues that we, uh, women come across that emanate uh, you know um from gender based violence sometimes women are, are, are not able to move away from toxic and abusive uh, you know partners because of financial dependency so 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 this program it's it's not only looking at women that have made it but it is uh, you know taking women from the lowest level where they enter into entrepreneurial ship or uh, you know a, a space because it is difficult to to start up a you know a, a business so we look at them how we can assist them with drafting credible business plans up to a point where they are even able to pitch for you know for funding and also assist them to to gain access to the market not only that they are able to be mentored by other entrepreneurs so so that is where professional networking also comes in fantastic programs and doing really really meaningful work so two questions that i wanted to ask you the first one is how do people access your programs and is there funding available to them um basically first as i said we, we we do have our offices in houten and and i am pleased to you know to to inform the the, the listeners that uh, we are spreading our um, footprint and uh, visibility we've got offices in three provinces for now KZN Western Cape and Limpopo we are going to be rolling out uh, you know um, um satellite offices in uh, other provinces obviously we you know you you can access our our, our services through walkins uh, we've got the website www.facet.org.za uh, uh, we are on social media platforms instagram uh, facebook and 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 all the information is, is there on all the programs uh, that we 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 offer. And indeed, we do have the funding, uh, you know, to to disperse for these programs. And I will, uh, you know, re- uh, humbly request the, the the listeners to access our website. As a term, uh, we spend about six hundred more than six hundred million per year on funding uh, various programs. We recently did a show with the current Miss SA uh, Natasha Joubert and one of the things that she said when she was doing her education was that she would purposely enter beauty pageants which offered bursaries for Boston City Campus for example so that she could accumulate enough bursaries in order to finance and finish her studies because your know, access to finance is is critical we want to empower people and in order to enable someone you need access to the to the opportunity no definitely definitely and actually that is inspiring uh, you know um by the, the, that story by miss south africa um even at facet um we do offer bursaries to the learners that from metric up to their tertiary education or studies as long as they are enrolled within a public 
a you know institution of higher learning unfortunately we don't extend it to private institution institu- institution of higher learning uh we also have uh, the bursaries for employed people that, that are already uh, you know in the workplace because even after you have done your undergraduate uh you know studies you want to to continue you know as well so we do offer post graduate uh, um, um studies phd masters so all please access it from our w- website and all the contacts they are there as well so uh, we we open bursaries throughout the year and also we we do have project managers at the universities as for the finance officer in your um uh, your university to for them to give you the information about facet and please do apply that's great to know thanks for for sharing the details and uh, expanding on those opportunities you're listening to Humanity Woman in Unity and today we're talking to Miss Ayanda Mafuleka who is the CEO of facet we would love to receive your comments on twitter at humanity talk Turning towards yourself and and reflecting on your own journey, you are a chartered accountant. You've had a finance career that spanned over 20 years, predominantly in the public sector, going across mining, communications, transport industries, and more. Please, can you walk us through some of the key milestones in your career? Wow. (laughs) Um, I sound like a... Like a dinosaur, I mean, it's it's uh, it's it's so sad, sad, real that I've done twenty years. You know, it was not long ago when I moved. Uh, you know, from home, I come from KZN, came to Joburg. It might have been about twenty three years ago, can't remember, but uh, you know, around there, and my studies they were funded by Spornet, so which is also reveals my age because. Some of the listeners they might <laughs> they might have uh, you know not heard of Postpornet. Uh, I think now it has changed even its name, but it's one of the business units within Transnet. So so after the I had graduated, I had to come and uh, serve the you know um you know the years that they've uh, they, they've been funding my studies. So on its own, that one was a milestone because um uh, I did not have to look for a job. Uh, after you know um, uh, having graduated, because there was a job that was waiting for me, and I'll always be grateful to to God for that. Hence, for me, bursaries and um, giving learners uh, an opportunity, it is important uh, because I am a living, uh, you know, um, uh, um, a testimony of the the impact that does. So, fast forward, um, I have been in finance. Um, you know, um, from the transnet years, I decided to 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 follow the CA uh, route. Uh, you know, whilst I was in my last year of my BCom, and then I did, uh, you know, the CTA. It's, it's a postgraduate diploma, but I I did it part time through the University of South South Africa UNISA. I must say, uh, it was not the easiest journey. I don't know how many times I failed. But eventually I passed, <laughs> then set for the board uh, exams. Uh, also, I did not pass them at first uh, attempt. But why I am bringing this in as well is, um, you know, being perseverance, tenacity, and making sure that you stay the course, it is important. 
So I am the living proof of that, that it is possible. One uh, thing that I always like to, 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 to mention as well, and I hope this also gives hope to the young stars out there, uh, you know, especially young ladies. You know, I felt pregnant when I was doing my third year to a, to a point that in the year that, that I was supposed to, to graduate, I, I did not. And uh, I am thankful, forever thankful to a, a woman by the name of Miss uh, Morin from Spornet, who continued with my buzzer, uh, you know, payments and, and, and gave me another chance, you know, because I, I had not performed well in that year when now I was pregnant. So look at me now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a, a qualified CA because some woman saw a potential and believe in me. And, and this has really stayed with me. That is why I'm even intentional in, in, in giving learners and especially women a second chance. For example, I have a program that, that, we, have, that we have with Beth Business School and IIWFSA where we are breeding women leaders that are going to take influential positions you know, in the future. And we want women to dream it and say it and do it because I always say what the mind conceives it can achieve. So, so true. I mean, so education has clearly had an impact on you. You've spoken about the aspect of second chances. The reality is when we think about studying through UNISA, it means that you're doing another job. It means that studying is not your 100%. And I am a, a UNISA alumni, so I can attest oh, wow. to, <laughs> to, to that experience and how how enabling UNISA was that it allows you this opportunity to develop yourself and still continue with with your career. So thinking about the finance stream, what would be your advice yeah. to women who are considering a career in finance? Hmm. You know what? With my eyes closed, um, I'll say I have no regret for having been part of this uh, sector. Let me just quickly share a story. Um, in my high school, we never did accounting. Actually, we didn't. We didn't have the finance and business uh, stream. So I was a maths and a science, uh, you know, student. Um, it it was through a, a a lady that came to recruit from our school that introduced me into the the CA, uh, you know, a, a profession. Funny, uh, I just hope other listeners, they don't do the same thing that I did, but I don't have regret. Why did I choose uh, the, you know, the CASA, uh, well, CCA profession or finance, uh, uh, you know, um, um, uh, profession? It, it, it actually, it is that found me, not me. I decided to say, I, I want a career, number one, where I am not going to speak a lot <laughs> because of of my speech uh, you know in in, in pyramid I, I actually i had well, i wanted to be a lawyer but then i thought hey how how, how am i gonna make it in god you know and and uh you know argue <laughs> with, uh, with because of the uh you know speech in, in, in pyramid i think what was a, a a breakthrough for me was to learn that with meds i can get into a, a, a commerce a, a commerce a, you know, stream at, at the university. So when in my first year, you know, I enjoyed and I I, I decided to pursue it. But coming, uh, you know, to your your question, 
the finance sector or the finance profession really opens doors. Oh, I always say it is a, a, a profession that is needed by all sectors. In mining, you still need an accountant. In uh, engineering, manufacturing, or industries, you still need an accountant. So it's really open stores. Um, I, I will always, um, you know, en- encourage learn- learners to not only circle for for a BCom degree. Take it as a step, uh, you know, um, up. You know, acquire a, a professional body designation, be a CSA, ACFE, you know, internal audit. All of these streams, they are needed by the sector. And especially if then a way to, to even take it further to a gender. You know, in some of these professions, women are still not well re- re- represented. So so they, there's always a, 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 a demand for women. So it is a profession or a, a, that, um, or a, a, a career that I will do it over and over again. So my I, I advice really would be work hard, choose the right subject at the high school level. And when you are in your university, please research. Do some research, even start identifying potential, uh, you know, companies and potential employers, you know. And and we, we've got a private sector and a public sector. I will also uh, say in your research, please consider the public sector, government as well. We need seasoned ethical finance, prof- uh, you know, professionals that are going to assist in making sure that our government, uh, you know, a clean administration is achieved. So I know some of the professionals, they consider it risky. They look at the reputational risk, uh, you know, with being um, um, employed by government. But in my whole and, and entire career, the majority of my those 20 years I have been in the government, uh, you know, public sector, and I don't have any regrets. Ms. Mafuleka, that's incredibly valuable advice that you've shared, especially pursuing your academics to attain a professional qualification and that job hunting doesn't start when you've finished with your qualification. It starts when you start that qualification, reaching out to organizations. Definitely, definitely. Can I just say something as well? Uh, you know, I'm a woman of faith. I remember when I was doing my articles uh, with the National Treasury, and I think that's where, uh, you know, the public sector bag beat me as well. I was uh, assigned into a department that at the time it was called governance uh, unit. That unit was responsible in assessing the governance of uh, the public entities, you know, the SOEs like Transnet and, and so on. So I was uh, you know, task with looking and going through the annual reports of all of these SOEs. <laughs> and I will make a point where I'll go through there, you know, I will look at the board of the directors, who are they, what are the qualifications. I'll make a note to say, I want to be a director. Probably then these are the courses that I must do. You know, the, the executive directors being the CFO, the CEOs, and I will make a note to say, what qualifications do they have? You don't start when you finish. So dream big. Google. Google who are the CEOs of the, the companies that you want to work 
uh, you know, for in the future. And you learn, uh, you know, a lot about those. So, so it, it, it is no coincidence that today I'm sitting in the board of ESCOM because I've gone through the, the annual report long before I qualified as a CA. Uh, I've been to Transnet, I've been to the post office. I am sitting in the audit committee of Semtech and other, uh, you know, public ent- entities as well. So that love and that knowledge and that appreciation of these uh, companies and their governance structures started long before I, I, I even qualified as a CA. That homework element is is vital. I know you've already shared some valuable tidbits as we've gone through this conversation. One question that I ask all my guests on the show who have really, you know, they've they've all had incredible journeys, has been some of the factors that they feel have contributed towards their success. Some people speak about a particular person or faith or values. Um, for instance, I remember uh, vividly when we had uh, Rebecca Molepe on the show and she spoke about the fear of failure as being a, a massive, massive motivator that she was never going to go back to being poor. So mm-hmm. if you can please share with us what have been some of the factors that have gone into your recipe of success? Wow. <laughs> um, first, my background, honestly. Um, you know, I come from, from humble beginnings. Uh, you know, I was born without a silver spoon. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I think the, you know, the background also really played a role. Um, I was raised by... My, my grandmothers, uh, the, paternal, the paternal and the maternal, they had different traits. One from my father's side was an educated one. From my mother's side, well, I was not. But they were outstanding and strong women. They, they held the family together. And I come from, uh, you know, the era where this saying that it takes a village to raise a child. I have lived that. I have experienced that. I've seen really, um, you know, the harsh realities. Uh, but one way or the other, I've always dreamt of being different and and stop this vicious cycle of, uh, you know, same professions in the family. I come from a, a family where my, most of my cousins, they are either nurses or teachers. And some their clerks and, and so forth. Actually, I am the first CA in the family, and I hope and pray that I am not going to be the last. Actually, I don't want to be the last. So, I mean, I was um, I was um, in, inspired by the role models that I I read about. I I just want to cite one, Doctor Judith Lamini. I don't know her personally, but she was the doctor that had a surgery uh, at the uh, township that I grew up with. I remember uh, accompanying my aunt, uh, you know, she was consulting with her. So so I have never seen, I mean, I have never seen a, a doctor in my life, let alone a woman doctor. So as she came to receive, you know, my, my, my aunt as a patient, she was beautiful. She's still beautiful. I was I actually, you know, I was 
celebrity star. I mean, lack of a better, uh, you know, um, a word. I looked at this beautiful doctor, and I was like, I wanna grow up and be like her. So for the longest, I wanted to be a doctor because she was my reference of a, a, a doctor. And I mean, um, at that time, there were no many Mercedes Benz, you know, the car, <laughs> you know, in, in where I come from. But she was driving a Mercedes, uh, you know, a Mercedes Benz and we didn't even have a car at, at all. So, so it's one of those things that actually I wanted to be different. And it was not even about material things, but I always uh, associated, you know, success with beauty, with, uh, you know, brains with so i just wanted that for myself so hence even working hard at at, at, at school making sure that i i achieve i'm a big dreamer i like i like writing things down and 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 i pray over what why what i write and sometimes, sometimes I, I get so uh you know shocked when i go back to what I have written, because when I, I write things down, I would even write the, the date or the, the, the year that I want to achieve this. this and, and when I go back, I'll say, wow, that was spot on. You know, so so really for, for, for me has been, uh, you know, the, you know, just to be different. And really, I don't want to be poor. Well, when I say poor, it is not even about money, but it's more, I want to live my purpose while I'm here on, on earth. And uh, thank, thank you to God that I mean, with the work that I do at 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 Facet, really talks to the person that I am and talks to what I want to you know to do. And actually, it's it's like passion meeting purpose because I I look forward you know to to continue to to do what I do at at, at Facet. It's more than you know the job for me that pay bills, but it's more of living my purpose, making difference in other people's lives. That's a beautiful expression, passion meeting purpose. And this sounds like there's a lot of intentionality behind what you do. So when you express yourself, when you put something down, there's that affirmation that goes down pen to paper that yes. sticks and eventually materializes. Another thing is also from, from my lips to God's ears, because I pray about, you know, these plans and I pray about these dreams. Uh, yeah, here I am today, CACO, you know, leading the same organization that made, you know, a, a, an, an impact and a difference in my life. By, by the way, I was also part of the, the, the program that was funded by FASET some, some years ago when I qualified, uh, you know, um, uh, as a CA. Uh, they were in collaboration with SICA. So wow. That's such <laughs> yes. a, a beautiful full circle story. You see, so so I cannot not pay it forward. So I must pay it forward. <laughs> and I must not keep FASET a secret. No, no. And I think that today you've done a fantastic job in terms of promoting FACET and also talking about access to those opportunities to help women move ahead with their lives and take opportunities in the financial sector. Lastly, as we close out our conversation today, please, can you share a few words of inspiration that you'd like to pass on to girls and women who are listening to us on the continent? 
Well, um, <laughs> I would like to actually, I will steal, uh, you know, the words uh, of our former Miss World, I think 2019 Miss World, Miss uh, Zuzi. What she, she, she said, uh, it's, it's resonated with me, and I hope it would also resonate with, um, you know, women and, and, and uh, all the, the, the listeners. So say it is time that we take up spaces, we occupy spaces. So go out there, occupy spaces as much as you feel fitting for you. Build a foundation for future generations while enjoying all that is at your disposal. So remember, trust yourself, have confidence in your ideas, in your leadership, and do not shy away from learning more about yourself and the world as you go along. For me, that has been something that I've been, uh, uh, you know, conscious about, that uh, as I, you know, conquer the the, the world, uh, I must make sure that I learn as much. Also, as a woman leader, as I rise, let me take some women with me. And I must not kick away the, the, the ladder now that I have climbed. So the sisterhood that I, I keep, I must, you know, make sure that I also extend it and expand it to other women. And, and as I, as I close, I'd just like to also thank the facet uh, partners that uh, we, we have that are driving and implementing our prog- our our programs as well. I want to thank them, uh, you know, because they they form part of that network uh, that facet will be able to tap on for the generations to come. As I uh, one of the things that I want to be known uh, for is I I was here, I I lived and I made a mark. That's a legacy I, I, I want to leave for the next generations. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Great message. And uh, you are, are definitely well on your way on, on driving that impact ahead and uh, building out in your legacy. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You have been listening to Womanity, Woman in Unity, and we have been talking to Ms. Ayanda Mafuleka, who is the CEO of the Finance and Accounting Services Sector Education and Training Authority, FACET. <music>